it. Just because the spleen will not, by the end of this podcast, turn out to be a left-sided liver, does not mean that it has no use. Cause of my hump, 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 my lovely lady lumps. Check it out. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy. I do have some fingers and toes, Shepard, and this is... <laughs> Uh, Mitchell Manley, Two Big Hands and a Heart Pumping Blood. Aww. It's from a Mountain Goat song. I know, I it's like really good. it. This is when the Mountain Goats, like, let alone their name, but just them make me go, aww. aww. Yeah, it's a very good song. Going to Georgia is the name of that. And I heard so it good. as the Adam, and the Adam and his package covered it, <laughs> uh, and that's actually how I discovered the Mountain Goats. Okay, I I thought it was just like somebody had like a boyfriend and they always like introduce them to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like that always of, seems to be the case. Yeah, but. but I mean, I'll I'll take it. This week is all about anatomy and physiology. Yeah, uh, my buddy Lum. You know, I, I reached out to him. I was like, "Do you have any good ideas?" He's like, "What about anatomy?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, that sounds good. That's, <laughs> that works. <laughs> that's really good because it's it's really broad, and mm-hmm. you know, we're constantly talking about our own bodies and things like that." So. And then you get me, like, drunk in a bar and start talking about cardiovascular system. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you don't even have to be drunk. You just have to... No, I just get excited. Someone just has to get some information slightly wrong. And oh, then, my God. I'm and like, then you Ugh. just start a tangent. Or somebody who says they don't need their hypertension medications. Yeah. I, Speaking I, of which, I think I need to go and uh, get on some blood pressure medication again. Oh. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. You know, beta blockers are good for anxiety. Yeah, I probably need some. Yeah, that's... I could go into my whole speech about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I figured you would. <laughs> yes, I'm going to resist it. Um, we have a couple of missed opportunities, though. Yeah? Yeah. This is episode 169. Once, oh, yes. nice. We should have made it a sexy theme. Yeah, it should have been a sexy, because that's the sex number. All right, it is the sex number, but it is anatomy. Right. Still can't so we're, be we're sexy. So we're kind of close, yeah. Yeah, so I figure we, we can try to be sexy. Um <laughs> And do, like, a sex thing. I, I don't know, like, if we're going to be uh, pulling it off. What song did you bring this week? I'm going to start us with King Tough and his song, Eyes of the Muse. There is no King Tough is a guy, but also the name of that guy's band. And they just make really groovy psychedelic rock, lots of 60s and 70s harmonies and production techniques, but refracted through a more modern, like, indie and stoner rocky kind of a vibe as well. Uh, he's kind of slid under the radar for the most part, but aside from his solo band, he works with a few other heavy hitters. Uh, he plays guitar with Ty Seagal, who's like, uh, you know, garage rock royalty and apparently a big deal to all the Goner Records kids around here in Memphis. 
Uh, and King Tuff also plays in a band called Witch with Jay Mascus of Dinosaur Jr. So uh, this King Tuff fella's got a lot going on, but this song in particular seems to distill everything I love about his vibe perfectly into this single track. I feel like you've missed an opportunity to call him uh, like King Tuff or Tough King or whatever. I don't know. Or Tough Guy. I don't know. Tough Guy. Yeah, yeah this Tough, tough Guy. He's like, King Tuff is a tough guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> This, I'm tired. <laughs> let's get you some coffee, Amy. I've only we'll... had half a cup. You can tell. Yeah, you let's, can tell. let's yeah. get you some cold brew. Some of that nitro. <laughs> some of that like heavy hitter stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I kind of just love that this is about a muse and it's an inspir an inspiration, but like personified, which I guess is what a muse is, and I'm digging it. This very much reminds me of the stuffs from the olden days, but some somehow the song is like way fuller. It's like I guess it's recording quality mm-hmm. and it's super layered and there's like a really nice guitar-y riffy thing uh, for a song that has so darn much going on I don't get like antsy listening to it like I do with most of the psychedelic stuff I am yeah. proud of you for spelling psychedelic appropriately yeah, they, which I just kind of I <laughs> you just, just guess I just psychodelic is what yours <laughs> says I think I was like it's close it's, close enough for funk I know it's going to be psychedelic because I can't remember how to spell it, but I'm very impressed by the way you spell psychedelic. I've spelled psychedelic many a time in my day. We'll put it that way. I just, I always think there should be like an A-E in there. Right, yeah. And there's not. I think, uh, you know, the British spelling probably has that. Or maybe you're thinking psychedelia is another, and it ends in the I-A, which... I guess. But. I don't know. I'm just, I can't spell anymore. That's It's just become that part. I just can't <laughs> spell. I'm can't spell old that's how old i am so i'm five (laughs) uh this week i decided to go with something i ran across i came across jeremy messersmith's organ donor lost my tongue in the sanctuary heaven spare me hands raised above my head sent my brain to the seminary never seen organs and a lot of them get like a major shout out here uh my floor is actually above the transplant floor and i guess my hospital really only does like kidneys and livers i don't know how all that works it seems very complicated um it's a super fancy floor there's like ipads in the walls interesting yeah like if you get a transplant you get to play with ipads all over the place they're really Mm. cool um okay (laughs) let's go back to the song It's, it's just um this song, you know, there's like that 1960s pop yeah. that this is. And I, I mean, obviously it's relatively new, but I really appreciate how kind of jaunty and 60s-ish it is. Um, it's just bright. I guess that's what it is. It's Beach Boysy kind of, but spoopy and bright. Sure. And spoopy stuff is my favorite thing ever. 
Uh, and I, I'm also going to say if you have an iPhone, you can go into your health app and donate organs. So there's that. Yeah, I'm, a do- I'm an organ donor. I am too. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. And if you have the uh, the ability to do so, you should uh, also be an organ donor. Well, you should just go ahead and be an organ donor because the chances of you being able to donate your organs are so super slim anyway right, yeah. that you should... Yeah, like, is there anything that will, I mean, obviously, probably certain blood conditions, things like that, or, like, what would um, preclude you from being an organ donor? So, from what I can tell, the major one would be age. So, if you're, like, 85, then you're probably not going to donate your organs. I'm not, I think some cancers, but I'm not sure, because I don't. You know, work for the transplant. We do people. have that one really old listener, Eugene. Yeah, and he's like eighty-five, so he probably shouldn't. Sad. I mean, he can go ahead. Yeah, but... we might use like something. We'll see. Yeah, probably not, but you know, we'll see. Right. <laughs> but um, and then like your organs, not necessarily, but like tissues, and people don't think about that. Like yeah. you, they can use your bones, and that also is like really helpful, like for everybody. So if somebody has a messed up spine, they can like cramp, like grind up your bones yeah and stick it in other people's bones did you know that was a thing i did not know that that's a thing but it's, i'm glad that's a thing it is a thing it sounds pretty gnarly but i mean you know. it's so metal how else are you going to be like super metal if you like don't get your bones ground up and then put into somebody else come on okay am i grossing you out <laughs> i mean i don't think it's gross i think okay. it's pretty gnarly actually all right uh, yeah i also dig the spooky vibe of this song it uses a lot of like dark imagery in the lyrics and it's got the prickly guitars and the dirgy strings uh the vocal harmonies do give it that very 60s feel you said beach boise which i can hear uh the key and the mode of the song are also very reminiscent of like california dreaming by the mamas and the papas uh the production and like that careful layering of strings and the particular tone of voice that he uses also kind of gives me a sort of Andrew Bird feel as well for some reason which I'm super into and I've been listening to a lot of Andrew Bird recently uh and even though the music brings that sort of graveyardy mood the song itself is still very upbeat and quirky and it's just like upbeat quirky song about death and dying which uh that's a juxtaposition that always kind of fascinates me and i think that's pretty sweet i feel like we should all just be comfortable with the fact that we're gonna die right i mean we have our whole lives to to kind of make that a thing but yeah you know the sooner you can get there the better i think <laughs> the sooner you can get to to, to the understanding part <laughs> okay of it. although like, i might i might agree with with uh schopenhauer who said uh, the best thing in life is to die immediately and the Jeez. next best thing is to die as soon as possible Jeez. is schopenheimer okay schopenhauer yeah he's a he was a he was a pessimist but you know yeah a little pessimist does he need he a said, hug? The, the best thing was to never be born at all. The next best thing is to die as soon as possible. Oh. Is he okay? I mean, he not. He was, he was a crotchety old man, but he had a lot to say about philosophy that some people agree with, some he people seems, don't. He seems very... He was a pessimist. Yeah. He was a, not a happy dude, it no. seems. Well, we got a ton of selections. Yeah, we got a lot of good ones. We got a lot of good ones, Um, but... Left to my own devices at 3 a.m. Yeah. I'm going to make the oddest of choices. I so think we ended up with some pretty good I'm ones. I'm pretty excited about these. Um, Will S. is the first one up. He brought Pussifer's Country Boner. My country boner.
fuck the Oak Ridge boys. I fucked Randy Travis with a 12-inch plastic toy. This is literally like... <laughs> Sorry. This is literally like the uh, most tame of the cuts because I got most yeah. of the yodeling in. Um, Pussifer is always fun to say and just sounds it goes with the sexy theme you know i said that like anatomy can be sexy right this sure is it. this is you know a boner is an anatomy thing it's yeah, physiology right. it happens um just <laughs> dude <laughs> just this song makes me laugh it's uh, pretty goofy yeah it's this guy is from some famous band that I didn't like as much as Pucifer. Sure. <laughs> and also keep dolly parton's name out of your mouth Okay, that's all I gotta say. Because at the beginning of the song, Dolly Parton gets a shout out, and you, you, you don't do that to Dolly Parton. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, I like pop. I like yodeling. This is guilty pleasure of casual cursing. Just there's a lot of things to to like about the song. The the Judds continually <laughs> keep coming up. Right. And for some reason, Judds like the Judds always just sounds kind of like lewd in its own way. Right. I'm sorry. Almost sounds like Jugs. Which I know. Is, yeah. I'm completely responsible for the submission, you know, after Will. Yeah, we'll blame Will, Will first, and then we'll blame you yeah, for choosing it for the episode. I, I love it so much, and it's so lewd. <laughs> yeah, so as you alluded to, this is the side project of Maynard from Tool. Who? Uh, and Tool <laughs> used to be one of my favorite bands back in high school. I never really got into Pussa for that much. Uh, it's just a bit too on the nose for me. You know, in Tool, they had a B-side track called Maynard's Dick. Uh, and here we have another song about Maynard's junk. And, like, I can appreciate a fixation with boners as much as the next guy, but it just seems completely devoid of any, like, artistic content, which I get is kind of the joke of the band. But I think there's just, like, a more interesting and creative way to do that and, like, actually be artful in your artlessness, you know? Uh, Wes Borland, the old guitar player from Limp Biscuit. He went on to do a band called Big Dumb Face, who was like the same kind of goofy, simple music. But their stuff, you know, even though it was jokey, was still presented in a way that betrayed a lot of creative thought and intentionality. I will say, though, that Country Boner is very, it's super catchy, uh, if nothing else. And Tool's music affected me so much in high school. I'll just give Maynard a pass on just about anything he does musically. As a person, though, I think I've kind of had to give up on him. But musically... I'll give him a pass on just what about did, anything. <clears throat> what did Maynard do? Maynard's just, he's just kind of an asshole all around. I mean, he does uh, write one, songs about his dick. The one thing that comes to mind, other than just he's a snarky asshole, like uh, he makes wine in his off time. He, he has uh-huh. a vineyard and he makes wine. Mm-hmm. And some people on Twitter, Twitter started tweeting, hey, this particular wine that Maynard from Tool makes is vegan wine. You know, he doesn't use any sort of, you know, Apparently, some wines make stuff that has animal byproducts in it or something wow. like that. And I, I don't know. Okay. But anyway, it became a thing, and he's like, oh, I'm going to fix that. And he went and, like, dipped some bacon in the vat of wine. He's like, not vegan anymore. Wow. It was like, just to, just to be a jerk on Twitter, okay, I get it. Like, that was silly and funny, but. So, you see, whenever I always thought about Tool, I always thought, like, about high school boys that I didn't get their humor. Right. And so, let's just face it, I didn't get most of your jokes in high school. Yeah, sure. And I was kind of uptight. I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that makes sense. His name's Maynard. I don't even know if that's his first or last name or what. Right. But, you know, he always sounded like he might be a jerk. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, he's a very, very smart dude, but he's, like, holier than thou smart and just, like, too cool for you. And because he's rich, he thinks that he's got it all figured out. And... Uh, being too smart can be bad for you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So, <laughs> to change 
the train of thought. Uh, Alex brought Tears for Fears head over heels. of this song Mm -hmm. and i will admit to knowing the name of the band but you know not being able to pick out which songs are theirs which is terrible because it's a good band um yeah tears for fears uh i did like type in tears for and then like fears head over heels popped up so i was like okay that i i should know this song at this point but turns out the shout song is the one i know way more right yeah. yeah so um it's I, I like pop magic. This is a John Hughes film within a song. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that it brings about like the vocal quality that people were really looking forward to in, um, I, I guess the '80s because like he has like this really cool, rich voice, but then he goes in the high part, and it's like yeah. so nice. I love this song. I really. They need more songs like this. I guess I just need to listen to 80s music. Yeah, so so how on earth you made it this far in life without knowing at least three Tears for Fear songs off the top of your head? Wait, so I've got Head Over Heels now. Yep. I've got Shout. Yep. There's one more I think you should probably know. Tears for Fears by Tears to Fears on the album Tears for Fears. Close. Okay. No, it's uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, it's okay. another really, really good one. I so. thought that was Bowie. Yeah, so this one, uh, easily my, my favorite Tears for Fear song, although I've really only listened to the hits, so maybe some of our ear buddies can turn me on to some of the deep cuts. Uh, you and I are both from the Donnie Darko generation, and this song plays a handful of times uh, throughout that film, and maybe the first time I ever really paid attention to how great this song is and like how beautiful that arrangement is. Uh, the music video... Uh, for this one, definitely rules, even if it is about as wild and incomprehensible as the None plot to Donnie Darko. Make, none of it makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, d- just describing it sounds like one of those goofy jokes, but it's like a Hasidic Jew, a chimpanzee, and a new wave band all walk into a library. Yep. And then the rest of the video is just that joke unfolding, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really understood the idiom head over heels. Like, aren't we head over heels for most of the day? Shouldn't it be heels over head? Like, we're flipping over this person? You know, I just have never really thought about that before doesn't does it make sense i always think like head over heels i mean i guess like once you've made the half a rotation yeah yeah, like i get full rotation the entire time i was thinking about someone falling down the like a hill or something but they're right yeah i we are always head over heels yeah, I don't. I'm I don't gonna, get that. Maybe some. We'll have to look up the the etymology of that one. Yeah, I'm just gonna tell everyone. I'm like head over heels for 
doing whatever because yeah. I mean I am. Cause... I'm head over heels for doing this podcast because I'm sitting in an upright position Jeez. with my head over my heels. Yeah, wait, let me move my heels a little bit. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, um, Josh, uh, Josh brings push monkeys hand slide. Do it, infuse it, red, white, and a pink intruder. Josh says, I've definitely tried to convert you over the years to this band, specifically to this album. Their harmonies are rich and tasteful, and the songs are amazing. This one, though, the lyrics are really interesting and fitting with this theme, I think. Now, first of all, Josh has not been trying to convert me for years. Right, yeah. I I think it might be you. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I guess because I don't really talk about Push Monkey that much whenever Josh and I talk about new Metal, which is a thing that happens pretty often. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I definitely I like Push Monkey. Okay. I have no idea what these lyrics are. No idea. I know what they are saying, but I don't know what they mean. Right. I think that it's possibly sexier because hand slide sounds kind of sexy. I mean, maybe. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, and then he says something about a pink intrusion. That's right. I, I totally missed that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to claim it as a lute song. Sure. 169th episode. We did it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, this is, there's like a sweepingness of the sound that's super awesome. And for something mentioning sliding, sweeping should be the way it sounds. Sure. I want more backstory on to why you're resistant, though. I guess that you just told me that, but yeah. That's yeah. Just, uh, yeah, definitely not resistant to the Push Monkey. Uh, like I said, I think whenever Josh and I talk new metal, he's usually the first one to bring up Push Monkey. But um, not you know. Limp Biscuit, right? Yeah, <laughs> Is that but new metal. Yeah, definitely. So, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, kn- I know Push Monkey because they played Ozfest '99, which I did not attend. But my brother Jeremy went, and he had a souvenir shirt with all the bands listed on the back. And uh, Push Monkey was one of the bands that was, you know. Uh, on the back of the shirt and and that was like in the heyday of Napster and Kazaa so I definitely downloaded a few of their songs and this song definitely uh, was one of my favorites of theirs and yeah I have no idea what the lyrics are about but like angsty melodies with the catchy harmonies pretty much my favorite type of new metal and uh, these dudes definitely led the way for that sort of thing your brother went to Ozfest 99 yeah he went to Ozfest 99 which also featured Slipknot Deftones Head P.E. Um, Godsmack Head P.E. yeah like What's P.E. stand for? It stands for Planet Earth, apparently. Okay. Head P.E. Okay. And they were a rap metal band. A rap metal Yeah. All right. Well, at least you didn't go to Woodstock 99 and burn everything down, right? Yeah, you didn't do that. Although, I, I would have liked to go to Woodstock 99, except for how muddy and nasty and gross it was. But oh, I mean, we were like small little Yeah, I would have been in sixth grade. I was... I must so have been in middle school. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but we were different schools. Right. Because yeah, that was sure. lame. Yeah. 
Mary, um, I love when Mary brings songs. Mary, she brought pears hinged by spine. Do you remember that documentary by that guy who's like super German and followed that guy who was super into grizzly bears and they were like the people were buddies with the bears and then the bears ate him? Yeah, Werner yeah. Werner Werner Herzog, yes, um, grizzly man. Yes, this reminds me of that. I can see I can see where you're coming from. I think. <laughs> because aren't we all books are just held together by a literal figurative spine? Okay. Actually, so, so they, that guy had his. Yeah, that, that guy was just a book to this bear, right? And, and so, his spine ripped open. Yeah, yeah. Nice imagery. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, but also, I then realized it's exactly why books are the the back of the book is called the spine because, of course, it's a good spine. Yeah. So now I'm just like, if we're, if, if it weren't just for like the stupid sternum, we're all books. Yeah, you're with right. Goopy stuff on the inside that does some stuff. You're like a double spined book that has like secret. We're like an un. Passageway. You know how like sometimes when you get those really nice books with like the edges and people have to go through with the knife and cut every single yeah, one of those. Yeah, the, the deckled edges or whatever. Yeah. So essentially, that's what we are. Yeah, we're just deckle edged books. Right. So we're like an uncut book. Right. And they're just waiting. I guess they're some cardiothoracic surgeons just like waiting to open us <laughs> up. <laughs> so you know. Back to the meat of the song. I just love how Mary <laughs> brings punky stuff that I've never been exposed to. And this just is so bright sounding, even if it's about being ripped wide open. Yeah, Pairs is one of the best punk bands around right now. And like one of the best live bands you'll see as well. Uh, musically, they're pretty staunchly punk. Uh, but they incorporate so many different styles and tricks, even with a single song. It's hard to pin them down. And I think that's part of what makes them so great is that you can't really see where they're going like just because a song starts a certain way. You know, uh, the song has that like fast thrashy punk beat, but they hit those dramatic cymbal crashes into the choruses, and it pushes into that epic chorus with these like epic harmonies. Everything has so much energy and movement, and you never really get a chance to catch your breath or zone out and lock in. It's just constantly chugging forward, and maybe that's like the Grizzly Man thing that you're getting. The song yeah. just like pummels you and doesn't let you up. And then of course, like a bear r- breaks open your ribs and right, eats and your then, innards and then yeah, reads the books on the inside exactly yeah i thought it was delicious it's <laughs> wonderful i'm sure we are pretty delicious to bears i mean you know we don't have gaminess we're very much corn fed yeah so probably deli- we're probably like cows yeah. in a way like if you think about it cows eat a lot i mean ideally they eat a bunch of grass but now they eat a bunch of corn and we eat a bunch of corn so 
We're probably really nicely marbled. Yeah, we're just like good steak, I guess. Yeah, we're delicious, delicious steak. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank brings Rick and Morty's The Small Intestine song. It's a road of wonder, a trail of food. It's a pathway to break up the bad and good. It's a tube that digests and then sings out the rest. It's a small, small intestine. It's a small intestine, isn't it? It's a small intestine, isn't it? It's a small, small intestine. It's a small, small intestine. It's a small I haven't seen one episode of Rick and Morty, but I did watch the Run the Jewels music video. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, short and sweet. That's why I like it, and it's not at all like the small intestines, which are not short and sweet. Uh, the colon is the one that does send out the rest. Right. Just want to let you know. Um, they they just don't get enough credit for what they do because, yeah, food just pops on in there, and um, if everything works as planned, uh, you know, you get your little germies and your water absorption and the goodness going on, and I, I love peristalsis, which is just fun. My favorite thing in the world to listen to are bowel sounds. They're so great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're so great. Um, I think uh, the small intestine is, like, my fourth favorite organ set. It's, like, after the heart, lungs, and kidneys, but before the spleen, which is imp- important no matter what Justin McElroy says. The spleen is important. What does the spleen do? It helps your immune system. That sounds... It's it's part of your lymphatic system. Okay. Yeah. That at least sounds a little bit more technical. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it, it's, it helps your immune system. That just sounds like something someone selling essential oils is going to tell well, you. you know, it's part of the lymph system. Nobody, like, like nobody cares about the lymph system until it goes awry, and then you end up with lymphedema, and you're like, the, your body ends up, like, swelling huge. Oh, wow. So, then, like, then you care, but if you don't want to get sick all the time, you want to have your spleen, unless you rupture it, and then get that mofo out of there because you will hemorrhage to death quick all right this has been spleen talk podcast within a podcast Uh, (laughs) i've watched a little bit of uh, the first season of rick and morty and on paper it's something that i should totally love but for whatever reason it just didn't hook me like it did a lot of my friends Uh, if i recall this is from the first season though and like rick shrinks down morty fantastic voyage style and uh, they enter into a a homeless man's body uh, and they find like this disneyland type amusement park and of course instead of it's a small world we get it's a small intestine and so i got to give Frank extra points here for bringing the guts and viscera into the conversation. Uh, most of what I could find was like stuff about the hands and the heart and the brain. And I really wanted to bring something more like internal but couldn't find anything worth bringing short of like delving into death metal <laughs> or gore grind or something, which I didn't want to subject everyone to. So good job, Frank. Yay, Frank. I'm, I wish I'd like I, – see, here's the thing. I, am, I told you I was uptight as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, – Beavis and Butthead were not my thing. Sure. Yeah. I have, like, I can barely sit through some South Park stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, what was the basketball? Basketball, yeah. <sighs> not your jam, It's huh? like watching cringe films for me. Yeah. So, I, it's just, I guess I was born politically correct, but I before so. politically correct was as politically correct, sure. I just get grossed out by weirdness. Or, like, anytime somebody makes, like, I can listen to Pussifer all day, but, right. like, I don't know. What about, know. like, Tim and Eric? Did you ever watch Tim and Eric? Some of it I'm cool with, um, and a lot of that comes from, like, listening to TBTL because they sure. like it. So I've only got it through parts of it. And then there was, like, the cooking show that I think Eric does on YouTube, which right. is 
it's cringy, but not so uncomfortable. Yeah, there's me. a lot of really uncomfortable cringe in Tim and Eric for me. Like, some of it's really funny, yeah. but that's another thing that, like, a lot of people were super into. And I was like, no, this just makes me feel very it just weird. It gives me the bad feels yeah. of, like, I already get those in conversations. Sure. I don't need that normally. <laughs> All right. So, um, Lauren's going to round out the ear buddies. Oh, I love this, Lauren. Lauren brings Big Black's Fist of Love. such a slow burn and like it builds so beautifully i'm guessing this is like a song maybe about pumping your fist because it's like feel my fist of love because i love you and this is a punk show or something like that uh there's i think crowd noises like the crowd goes wild in the background yeah and then something screeching and i have no idea what that is that'd probably be a guitar through a bunch of fuzz pedals and yeah so i think it's just like a couple of weeks ago or maybe even last week where i name dropped big black Mm -hmm. because I discovered them because they have a very suggestive cover and in bright hot pink letters it just says big black songs about fucking and I was like I have no idea what any of this is and I just I really really want this and I really enjoy big black and their songs about fucking and fist of love which I really do think is like about like going to a show um you can't convince me not that, yeah, I mean, it. we'll stick with that. Yeah. It, it did remind me, uh, since we've already talked about Maynard and his weirdness, yeah. there's a Tool song called Stink Fist. Oh, yeah. That's, I don't think, a, it's about some fists of love, too, but it's, it's different. It's not the same type of fist of love. It's a different type love. of fists yeah, of love than the one that you were, ta- the one mean, you were talking about. I we have about. featured it on the show, I think. Uh, yeah, and probably it's, so. It's, it makes, you know how I was talking about cringe? <laughs> <laughs> So, Big Black is uh, one of the many projects of the world-renowned weirdo audio engineer Steve Albini. Uh, He's recorded everybody from Nirvana and the Pixies, Jawbreaker, Low, Mogwai, Neurosis. Just pretty much every band that I love has had Steve Albini do work for him at some point. Uh, And all of his own bands are like one variation or another of noise rock. And, of course, the production and the engineering is just astounding and very unique to him. Uh, His guitar tones are very abrasive and metallic, so kind of like that weirdness that you were talking about. Uh, And the drums are always just huge sounding, but very crisp and locked in tight with really punchy and present bass sounds. Uh, Big Black is the oldest band of his, I think, and probably like the most accessible. This might even be the most listenable (laughs) Big Black song that I've ever heard, but even at their most musical, like Big Black and Steve Albini, Still managed to find ways to like tread new ground and kind of subvert expectations. He's just a fucking mastermind, you know. I feel like this is a theme. 
Yeah. I think Steve Albini, because if he's like involved in so many different projects, and I don't think that they all sound the same. Like yeah. you're mentioning like Mogwai and Nirvana. And yes, exactly. So, dude. Yeah, that's that's part of his whole aesthetic is like he wants to make your band sound like your band as opposed to you come and then I'll make your record sound like a Steve Al- Albini record. It's like he, he listens to your band. It's like here's what your band should sound like on, on a recording. Yeah, I think this should be our next like theme i mean like, i, I definitely organi- think we have enough listeners yeah. to do that but it's it's kind of an obscure thing to be like i know post some steve albini songs but i know we have enough ear buddies i know that you like. can write that yeah in ways that like maybe flip over some like records to see who has steve albini on it right and he does have his own bands right yeah i mean i could just link to the discography and tell you to find your favorite band and they're all in there i guarantee it yeah, yeah. so Look, I just want to... We'll, wanna, we'll, we'll just, consider this. I don't think this. I'm, I'm, I'm considering. Um, if you want to, like, put your uh, thoughts out on Steve Albini, can you tweet at us? Yeah, I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Will Light. The show is at Andy Pot. I did check, and we have not been tweeted at recently. That's all right. Yeah, all my notifications for what's happening in politics. Keep hitting us up on Facebook. That's where I'm usually at anyway, but yep. <laughs> Twitter's what the cool kids do, so that's what we kind of yeah. keep up with at the moment. Earbuds and Earworms podcast group on the Facebook. Uh, voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show endpod at gmail.com and the website is working. Yeah. I, Amazon link is not. New and but, improved. Yeah. I, I'm still working on trying to make sure that I post things right, but we're doing good. It's endpod.com, part of the 10710 network. What song did you bring? I'm going to close this off with Nora Jones. And her song Toes. I don't know if you remember in high school, I had a huge crush on Nora Jones. I don't, I, I mean, okay, do you remember um, what was Miss Patterson's art class? Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it was, who who was it? Anna and I would like throw the Nora Jones on because Miss Patterson hated lyric music while making uh, art. Right. But we like convinced her Nora Jones was the perfect song yeah, to make of course. yes sure so, yeah yeah no like i used to carry around a picture of nora jones in my wallet in like ninth and tenth grade You're so like so it was it was very sweet yeah oh but yeah so so i was super torn on what to close the show with because i always try to bring like the weird and off-kilter stuff to the show and at first i had a really good cloud dead song called rifle eyes uh and that was going to close it out and that would have been like spreading some underground jams and totally appealing to the weirdo sensibilities but I'll try to sneak that in on some other episode uh, because this Nora Jones song came to mind. It's just like one of my absolute favorites. Uh, it's super relaxed and chill, even though the lyrics have this tinge of sadness and longing. Uh, there's also this sense of like resolve and acceptance, and it's also almost like meditative. Uh, it's got like the flowing water imagery, which can be relaxing, but it also evokes change and life just kind of pushing on like the current of a river. You know, there's no time to stop and get off the ride. You just got to flow like the river. And, of course, since I started the show with the head and like a song about the eyes, it gives me some sort of weird completionist satisfaction to now close the show with a song about toes. So we'll have gone from head to toe with the selections today. <laughs> right. So, so now to send you drifting peacefully and reflectively into the new year and a new decade, we leave you with Toes by Nora Jones. strong from what I've heard It'll whisk you down the stream But I've never seen the hell of time So my toes 
just touch the water my toes just touch the water I daydreamed on the bank again I was swimming with the fish and I thought this time that it may be true my toes just touch the water my toes just touch the water my toes just touch the water walked a mile just to find the edge someplace low enough to step right in now i'm here and i can't begin Quick question. Is that accurate? Is that what the spleen is? No, it's not a left-sided liver at all. 